Hello everyone! My name is Christopher, I use Z, and he, him pronouns. And my name is Judah, I use they slash them. And we're here with a very special guest, Evan, from the podcast T-Boy Swag. Evan. Hello, yeah, it's me, DJ Pissboy. Um, <laughs> I use he, she pronouns. Um, and yeah, I'm the DJ of T-Boy Swag, the T for T radio show at UCLA Radio that is solo in its little quest to be a little, little trans little trans moment little yeah. trans haven let's yeah. say yes <laughs> uh and evan is here with us because we're having an, a transgenderism episode uh debunking the transgender myth no um <laughs> in two weeks is trans day of visibility and since we're going to be on spring break during that time we wanted to have a little episode talking all about the trans experience from our own perspectives as members of the trans community um, from all over the trans spectrum. So today's going to be a mixed bag. It'll be trans joy, uh, some bad stuff that comes with being trans and transphobia, um, but just a little genuine glimpse into how we live as trans people. Um, do we want to start with like introducing our identities potentially or like some sort of, like your intersectionalities or where you fall on the the trans conglomerate conglomerate yeah. <laughs> the, wow. the trans corporation the What's trans monopoly yeah <laughs> it's gonna get trust busted soon. some conservative is gonna like sound <laughs> like gonna that sound and like be that. like do you know do you see what i mean did this you is, see <laughs> it, I thought it's like a domino effect of like like this episode and then the domino effect is the collapse of like the um the u.s modern economy yeah <laughs> like of like trust busting one can only hope. One can, One can only, only hope. hope. I wish we had that impact, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll go. I'm... Hi. Yeah. I already introduced myself. Like <laughs> Hi, I'm Evan. My name is Piss Boy. Um, I'm P- and first name Piss, last name Boy. Piss uh, Boy is my gender. Thanks. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I identify as trans-masculine and as a lesbian. Um, I kind of came into, like, a lesbian identity somewhat recently. I want to say last spring-ish. Um, I just realized, wow, I'm not attracted to men in any, like, tangible way. And I'm also not a man. So... And then a lesbian was birthed. And then a lesbian was born. <laughs> uh, I would also have been, like, fr- like, I was like, wow, all my friends are lesbians. Like, every single one of them is a lesbian. Like, this is kind of, like, indicative of, like, larger things, I think. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm here. Um, yeah, I've... I just mainly have identified as trans masculine for the longest time. Um, for like, I went on testosterone when I was like seventeen, like like Ooh, right nice. before like I turned eighteen, like December of twenty nineteen, and like uh, before that, I identified like really binary. And then as soon as I started taking testosterone, I was like, wait, no, I'm not a man. Um, <laughs> I love that, too, because everyone thinks of, like, tea as, like, the man juice. But you're like, it's actually reverse man juice. Yeah, it and literally... the man was taken away from me. The man was taken away from me. I started getting, like, like treated as a man. And I was like, wow, I don't fuck with this at <laughs> all. Don't approach me in this way. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Um, apart from T-Boy Swag, I've done most of my activist work has been in trans community spaces so yeah that's me lgbt center yeah love those intern emails yeah (laughs) (laughs) in community ebony barra oh yeah (laughs) 
And Judah, what about you? God, that's a hard question. Yes, you must put a pinpoint on it or you're going to have to leave. Sorry. Um, I'm kidding, please. <laughs> I like, and I've, I've said this before on the podcast, I think I said it last episode too, that like my transness is really tied to my bisexuality because I can't choose. I can't decide. Um, some days I wake up feeling feminine, some days I wake up feeling masculine, other days I wake up feeling neither. Yeah, so that's where I am right now. Um, which is weird because, like, I started, when I got here to UCLA and I started going to trans up and stuff, I was leaning more into being, like, trans masculine. Mm -hmm. COVID happened. And then it was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm feeling that anymore. You know what I mean? The COVID vaccine is also reverse man juice. The conservatives were right. I also think part of it, so part of it too, is I also started taking birth control, Mm -hmm. which is not like horrible. I like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that also kind of like had an effect in terms of like my gender because unfortunately birth control, you know, the hormones. The hormones do make things like my ass got fatter. Just a little bit. My ass got fatter. My boobs got a little bit bigger um, because of the estrogen and progesterone. Um, so, like, and I was, like, I'm not hating this. I'm not. I was, like, when I, like, got to UCLA, I was hating it. I was, like, oh, I need to, I want to bind. I want to, like, I need to, like, you know, slim myself or, like, wear clothes as, like, loose as possible. Mm-hmm. Because I felt very dysphoric. And then I don't know what happened. I, I no longer started feeling that way. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of into this. Yeah. And like, I've also said this too. Like, I don't identify as a cis woman. I would never call myself one because I'm not. But I do have a lot of experiences that do align with cis women, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that I am a cis woman. It's more so that my experiences because I was socialized as feminine that that is like what happens and yeah um I also don't really use she her pronouns for the most part um I use they slash them I want to try out fae slash fair because I think they're pretty pronouns I mean they're like super cute that's what I'm saying that's why we added sparkles the sparkles on the transgenderism banner are for Fair only, <laughs> like only purely for like aesthetic reasons, you know. It's a, it's a very important reason to use pronouns. Yeah, yeah that's important. Episode. That's why I chose with my pronouns. I chose X instead of Z. Like, there's literally no other difference between besides I like X better. Like, I used to use Z her. Like the I used to I would call it like I didn't like how it was like said here. Like because mm-hmm. I just I fucking hate that like noise. Like it's just like the mm-hmm. most funny or whatever. And so I would just say, like, Z, her. And it was literally because of a comic book character that used those pronouns. And I was like, That's so real. I literally love that comic book character so much. I'm stealing your pronouns. Oh, my God. I remember being so excited because uh, I, like, don't know, didn't know anyone else who used Neo pronouns when I got to UCLA. And then I got, like, an outreach email from Evan. And it was, like, Z here mm-hmm. in the um, signature. And I was like, ooh, ooh. So you were a key part of my development as a trans college student, Um, (laughs) even though you don't use them anymore. Um, 
They are they're like resting peacefully in a nice little like graveyard. I give flowers every yeah, day. Yeah, it deserves it. Um, but yeah, it's um, and then I have my experience. I identify as a trans man. Uh, I do also identify with the label genderqueer, although not because I feel like I'm non-binary, but because I think just my experience as a trans man is very queer. Um, and I like that word. And the flag is cute. And we need to get one for the office because hey. I run the show here and I want a flag. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also started out as a very binary trans man in high school. I came out when I was 16. Um because that was like the only option really like that was back that was back in the dark days of transmedicalism on Instagram and the internet where it was like huge um to you know make fun of people who were not uh experiencing transness conventionally the um, fight of Calvin Cara. Yeah. The... Okay, but YouTube deserves all the smoke for pushing those videos. I know. So not be ruining an entire generation of transmasculine people. That's so awkward. Um, but yeah, I, I like embraced the genderqueer label when I got to college. I, I use the term gender void sometimes because my, like how your, um, gender is like tied to your bisexuality. Mine's very tied to my disability. I'm wearing my, my trans wheelchair shirt That's today. So um, cute. thank you. Uh, but yeah, cause I like grew up, I was diagnosed with my chronic illness when I was like a year and a half. So I like have never not been the disabled kid um, that like separates you inherently from like typically developing like boys and girls. So I was like separated during PE and like other activities. So I was like, I sometimes call it like assigned as disabled at birth because it's not like being socialized as either a man or a woman. Um, so sometimes like I, I, d use the term gender void because when I look at my body I don't like I haven't you know physically transitioned at all but I like I look at my body and I just see it as a body instead of being inherently feminine or inherently masculine and I kind of like using like a term to describe how I feel like I'm on the outskirts of what it means to be trans because of my disability um but outskirts in a good way I'm like a little alien on a little planet that I'm like yeah. digging um yeah. so yeah that's that's a bit about me. And also, as I mentioned, I use I use neo pronouns. Uh, insert shock and horror. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I feel like I'm like, wow, you guys like said so much. I was like, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just a little guy. I'm just, just a little lesbian. <laughs> a little lesbian. Hey, you're a valid little lesbian. We appreciate a your description. Um, I guess I could connect it to other identity, though. Um, a lot of my gender... Um, is really connected to one how I was like raised. I was raised in a very female dominated household. Mm -hmm. Like I literally have never lived with men ever until like college. Oh wow! And I hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like I grew up with like my mom and my grandmother, and they were just like very like we don't need a man to do shit. Like we don't care. We're just gonna live our lives. So I kind of like grew up in like an Amazonian little like <laughs> household. Um, so I just, like, my interpretation of manhood, I've realized, like, is not manhood. It's just kind of, like, a kind of digging the vibes of, like, the, the fashion and the, like, and the look. But, like, don't know anything about the socialization. <laughs> um, and then I mixed race. Um, my mom is white and slightly Polynesian. It's a, it's, it's complicated. Um, <laughs> that's a bag of worms in and of itself. Um, but she's, like, from Hawaii. Um, 
and my dad is Mexican-Colombian. Um, and so I've always had like a weird relationship with race. I look very white passing, but then also in moments people are like, oh no, you know, you don't look like, you look obviously Latino. It's just like, okay, what? So like, I, a, a lot <laughs> What's of, true? Like, what is I true? I don't know. Like, I've never like, like I view kind of like, um, like a lot of people's perception of me uh, is not really like congruent to myself. Like I've, mm-hmm. like there's multitudes there that are both right and wrong at the same time and people just pick and choose whatever one that they see and then like ignore the rest typically so I kind of like I see myself as just kind of like a a vessel to carry my head into different rooms so I kind of relate to the gender void it's just like my my trans masculinity is very like in a weird little muddy in the same place that like multiraciality is mm-hmm. where it's like race is a binary um gender is a binary yeah breaking both of them it's interesting too like you mentioned like how people perceive you because like the whole thing with transness is like a lot of people will perceive you differently than you think than you define yourself as and like we have the power and also don't have the power to like take back what people perceive us as um it's funny because when i first came out in high school i did debate so you get to like dress up in in like obviously very gendered but formal clothes so like before I came out I wore like dresses that were just so ugly it was so bad so that's one benefit to transness you're hot you become hot um but I like I started like wearing suits but I was still nervous to like use the men's room and my the only time luckily I've been harassed in a bathroom was at two different debate tournaments where I was too scared to use the men's room and I was wearing a suit and I apparently passed better than I thought I did so the first time an old lady yelled at me um, because she thought I was like some perv. And I'm like, okay, wow, that's a classic trans experience. And it's only been like six months. Um, but the second time I like freaked some girls out in a women's restroom. And then I was like, I don't want to do that again. So I like never, even though I wasn't particularly ready yet, I like didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. So I started using like the men's room and I've got a, like... I'm good with it now. I am still uncomfortable because why is there piss on the floor? No, it's awful. It's, it's so awful bad. in there. I, I think go- I was telling Chris one time that I would rather go use a women's restroom <laughs> no than matter use a what restroom <laughs> because I can I physically it's, cannot. It's horrible. I'm like, how can you have an additional organ for aiming and you still pee on the floor? I don't yeah. get it. I um I'm I was always like my entire childhood, I was always in women's restrooms. If I was going, like, my mom was taking me to the restroom and going mm-hmm. to the women's restroom. It was just a given. Why is the men's room like that? Yeah, like, wh- why, is, like, like why that? is it like that? That's the bathroom bill we need. Clean <laughs> the fucking bathrooms. <laughs> Please. There needs to be, like, mandatory training for, like... How to piss. Like, like this is how you take <laughs> this care This is your... the piss boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the piss boy uh, <laughs> legislation. The piss boy legislation doing. is, like, treat all the people like all men all cis men who raised you genuinely who raised you did you did you pee on the floor when you lived at home like i don't i don't they don't wash their hands apparently oh my god oh they it's funny because they got rid of the paper towel dispensers and in the ackerman bathrooms on the first floor and now you can tell that people don't wash their hands because you can't hear the air thing and i'm like oh Oh, that's just like an. Oh, well, first of all, the the air dryers. Somebody found that it actually spreads oh, yeah, more bacteria yeah, sure. than like using the napkins. 
So not only is that gross, but also people are not straight up washing their hands. Yeah, it's bad. Ugh. Yeah. It's bad. Okay I never understood it. why, like, our public restrooms are divided in such a strange way. Yeah. Because our house, like, in houses, our bathrooms are not divided like that. Like, we don't, like, in my apartment, we don't have, like, a men's and women's restroom. Yeah. And we have, like, a restroom. Yeah. Just makes... I feel like other countries have just, like, unisex. Yeah. Or at least, like, like one of them is just urinals. Uh-huh. Like, they'll have, like a, like, a urinal, like, against the wall, kind of, like, Roman style. Uh-huh. Like, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Why do you have to have urinals and then stalls, too? Mm-hmm. If you could just, like, combine them into one space. Yeah, just have one room with stalls and one room with urinals. Interesting. Revolutionary. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Please. Well, then the whole bathroom would be disgusting, if we're being honest. We're taking one for the team. I- I'm to not... make gender-neutral <laughs> I'm not going into the urinals. So... <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm staying on this side. Yeah, Goodbye. I'm staying on that side. Listen, oh. our bathroom bill is much more practical than yeah, like, come whatever, on. <laughs> whatever, Listen whatever up. going on. Wake up, people. So just thinking about how absurd the bathroom bills are mm-hmm. and how absurd our state of the bathrooms are, I guess. We should talk about the absurdity of transphobia. Jesse Singal, that journalist who wrote that really awful article with that nurse, who Jamie Reed, who was like, look at these trans kids who aren't really trans and I shouldn't have this list because I got fired or whatever and still had access to it. He deleted his account. Mm, that's good. Yeah, Jesse Singal deleted his account after people were saying that he committed a HIPAA violation. He's like, how to avoid the law, delete my Twitter, and now nobody can find me. Well, because he was, he was tweeting through it. He was tweeting... No, he was just like (laughs) tweeting through like his entire like meltdown of um of his article after people were pointing out that it was a HIPAA violation Uh because this nurse shouldn't have had access to that information Mm -hmm. because A, she no longer worked at that clinic, at that specific gender clinic. B, these patients were not her patients. Oh, they weren't even her patients? No, some of them were not her patients. Oh, God. Some of them were, like, files that she pulled from, like, the psychologist's office, I think. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hey. Yeah. Um... Fun fact, a HIPAA violation is $150,000 per person. That oh. is the max fine. Um, you know, I don't like poverty. I do like it when she's in poverty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think it's absurd. Like, I was telling my twin this the other day, and I was like, it doesn't make any sense to me that that's the hill that you want to die on. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's... also, like, what the goal ends up being because it's not like you saying that on twitter is gonna like revoke resources from those kids well here's here's the most mind-boggling part so she used a quote from a trans kid who said i identify as an attack helicopter is like a joke (laughs) she used it as a quote to like be like look at these like look at this like trans child how much you want to bet there's like a dot 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 before and after the quote and it's like some people make fun of me and say i attack i identify as attack helicopter and it hurts my feelings and she's just like i know exactly what to take from this quote well first of all it's a joke second of all it's the only joke that like the right wing has like i'm like how did you not like realize that that person was joking around like that is literally the only joke you have is 
look at these trans people they identify as like a helicopters and cats or whatever i it's just it's absurd mm-hmm. yeah. it's absurd transphobia is like really baffling i guess of like kind of the universality of it sometimes mm-hmm. just because okay like don't judge me for what i'm about to say but i've been watching south park and <laughs> that's so real shout um, out to my millennial sister who also watches south park and says don't judge me before she starts yeah, talking about it it's I've, I've watched like way too much for me to like feign any any like oh I, I, I. hey you know Dude. what the quote of is it cartman he goes like you guys are so cisgender i don't know if it's editing, you guys are like, you guys are so cisgender suck my clit and my balls yeah it's like weird because they have like that episode but then they have like other episodes where they get really transphobic Mm -hmm. and it's like crazy just kind of like like one of their first episodes was about like gay rights and how gay should like like being gay is okay Uh and then they have like just really like it was like kind of parodying the like um trans um sports stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my god like pick a side like it's like pick a side pick a fight like what like they're like, like both let's sides think about them, but it south park well like let's think about this guys let's think about this guys like logically what is it like what is it what is your dog in this game like i'm i don't know transphobia is just so wild in the sense of like it just really doesn't care it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. people being trans it does not matter to anyone else in society like it's 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 who cares it's like a personal it's like being queer it's like whatever nothing bad is happening because people are being transgender besides the fact that maybe there's more hot people out there yeah um the hotness me that's why republicans are so scared they're like fuck maybe i'm maybe i'm not monogamous after all i want to date all these hot trans people it's just so because it's not a it's first of all it's nobody else's business what you decide to do with your body whether that be transition or not Mm. but also like it just, like, at the end of the day, it's not hurting anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, phys- like, you're not physically getting, like, a transphobe is not physically getting, like, cut every single time. Every time t- the there's transition. one guy, it's like those who walk away from Omelis. Uh-huh. And there's one cis guy who gets punched in the face every time a trans person takes, like, puts a pill in their mouth or <laughs> get, takes a tea shot. And he's, like, dying. And that's who they're on the hill di- uh, fighting for. It's ridiculous. I hope so. I hope, I I hope really... there's one. You know what? We're gonna actually institute that. We're gonna we're gonna make him when real. When Boy is elected, uh, the <laughs> first thing that she will do is the first thing I will pick do. one tra- a cis person and put them in a in a basement. Cis sacrifice. Cis, cis sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. At this point, it might as well just be Trey Parker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, redacted. <laughs> redacted. redacted. <laughs> um it's yeah the absurdity of transphobia it's like interesting because like i feel like the general like mid-liberal response to transphobia is like trying to disprove it but like the whole point is that like transphobia is inherently illogical so like arguing against it like you can argue with a fascist how many ever times you want they're still going to be like a fascist true Um, so it's it's interesting like those accounts that are just, you know, the classic liberal argues against a conservative on Twitch. Mm. And they're like, obviously there's two genders or whatever. And it's like... Who cares? Like, first <laughs> of all, who cares? Second of all, like, you're factually incorrect, but there's nothing I can do to prove that to you. So it's just like, 
I'm gonna go. Um, thanks, though. And, uh, like, although, like, cis people are well-meaning when they say, like, oh, transness isn't a choice, like, it very well can be. Like, it, it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, you don't know the other uh-huh. person, like, the trans person that is transitioning. Like, they could have, well, very well one day woken up and been like, you know what? I kind of like this. I kind of like this. I'm going to try some of that real quick. To me, the thing of, like, choice with transness is a lot more complicated because I feel like with, like, we talked about this in the bi episode Mm -hmm. last week, like, the idea of choice with, like, sexuality is I feel like sexuality is fairly cut and dry in which, like, you are choosing to like another gender or you are not. But, but, well, that's, like, the argument or whatever. But um, with transness, like, transness in and of itself is nothing more than I use like the gender i'm experiencing is different than the one i'm told i should experience right so like you know there's no code anywhere for like the star gender fay fair kid where it's like oh sorry you don't count for all these requirements because like you know you don't need to physically transition to be like it's literally just your personal decision of whether or not you want to take on that label motivated by whatever it is you're experiencing true so like at first when i came out i thought that like i need to go on hormones i need to get top surgery and then like as i came to terms with like my own body and what i wanted out of my identity i decided that is not what i want to pursue and that's fine and like i'll fight like hell so that other people can make can have that opportunity and have that choice of whether or not they want to experience those things but like the choosing of like taking on the trans label like we have no idea if, you know, other trans people just decided, you know, I want to get this, I want to use this label. And honestly, it doesn't matter Yeah, if that was a fact or not. Yeah. Um, it's like with like, I don't know, transness, it's always like so, it's so odd to like kind of articulate it. Because like, I feel like with queerness in like a sexuality sense, like you have like, you just like, oh, I'm attracted to blank, or I'm not attracted to blank, I'm attracted to this, or I'm just not attracted blank, like, uh-huh. period, end of statement. Um, With, like, transness, it's so weird just, like, figuring it out, because, like, people try and look for signs, it's like palm readings and shit, <laughs> where they're just like, well, were you... Were you a tomboy as a kid? Like, how did you act as a kid? And it's like, I was, I loved Thomas the Tank Engine and I loved Barbie. Um, I loved Angelina the Ballerina like <laughs> no other. And I also loved Thomas the Tank Engine like no other. Um, did I like the fruity mean one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's I love the gender James. I have. <laughs> I love James. Um, and it's so weird trying to like prescribe like, a, like a, oh, it's it's because of this and this and this. I don't know. I remember, I think, like, how I realized I was trans. It was, like, in middle school. I just had this reoccurring thought of, like, if I was a guy, what would I look like? And then it just stayed. And then I was, like, (laughs) I just started imagining my future self as, like, some honestly mid-as-fuck 40-year-old man that's, like, low-key balding with, like, glasses. (laughs) And, like, I'm just some dad. Like, I'm kind of short. Like, it was very realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was just, like... That's kind of a vibe. That's kind of a vibe. That's kind of a vibe. You kind of want to be that guy. I kind of want to be that guy. And I'm like, that's realistically all I'm seeing in the future. I'm not like... Like, I was already just a very masculinely built, like, person. Mm -hmm. I was just like, there's no way in hell I'm being, like, some pretty damsel. Like, that's not in the cards. Yeah. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. This is a vibe. 
and then I've just been doing that ever since. And it's like so odd whenever I like I've like interacted with the trans folks just because they like, oh like how many genders are there? I'm like, dude, I literally don't care. Like it, I literally, it literally matters so little that I've never even thought about it. Like, I literally I don't know, don't care. Good how many them. genders are there? All of them. All of them. All of them. All of the genders. That, that one that one meme that's like, I don't know, I just got here. No, it's literally the I don't know, I just <laughs> got here, dude. Like every time the conservative complains, they just add another gender to the Yeah, list. there's a there's an in, there's like a subscriber count when you, yeah. it's increasing. <laughs> Let's hit our <laughs> Let's hit fifteen million. Come on. Mr. Beast is gonna sponsor us. <laughs> fifteen million. Um and that's the thing too, is like that even because gender is because like attraction although everything is socially constructed attraction feels a, like i said like a little more cut and dry of like even if like if gender didn't exist i feel like it would be a little like it wouldn't change much who you were attracted to and stuff like that but with gender if like the institution of gender did not exist neither trans nor cis people would exist but also like each individual person is their own gender because it's socially constructed. So like the three of us, even though we all identify with the trans label, like all experience transness vastly differently. If you put a room of 500 cis women, they're all going to experience womanhood slightly differently. And like, sure, you don't have to put like a label on it where like, you know, I'm experiencing womanhood in type A dot one slash seven way you know but like ev at the at a certain point like everyone is experiencing gender in their own way and we shouldn't try to define what it is for everyone i feel like that's the main turf thing is like defining womanhood by like certain parameters that ultimately exclude cis women as well um but like the 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 goal of trying to define what transness is inherently and or what womanhood or manhood or whatever is inherently is ultimately like a dead end because the the human experience is effectively infinite like eight billion people there's like no way you can have a definition that like encompasses like four billion people at once you know what i mean yeah i always feel like especially when it comes to like um tourists or other transes where they're just like like they're like oh you were born this way and so you're this kind of like almost a predestination style uh -huh. like religious destiny like a religiosity <laughs> to it of like pilgrims it's like it like pilgrim the <laughs> pilgrims leaving england in <laughs> today in turfs mm -hmm. direct line it's a, I think. it's a circle <laughs> it's a circle they're all reincarnated pilgrims um like, I think it's interesting, like, at least if, like, when it comes to, like, for my identity, for instance, like, I look very masculine almost, and I pass as a man most of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with it. I take testosterone whenever I remember to, and and, and I'm chilling. Um, and people are like, oh, how are you a lesbian? And it's just like, I am not a man. Like, in any way, shape, or form, you cannot look at me and be like, that's a man. Except for visually. Like, if I take off my clothes and I'm standing naked in front of you, you're not looking to be like, yeah, that's that's a man. That's the quintessential man. That is a man. Like, that is the, like, uh, Vertu is it the Vertuvian man? Oh, yeah, with the arms up. Yeah, with the arms and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's... It's not like, oh, yeah, that that's a man. That's a cis man. Leonardo da Vinci actually sculpted you. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That'd be actually insane. But it's like kind of like a weird little catch-all, just like I'm not a man. 
so, so what am I? And then just, it's like a, like getting, trans, like just thinking of like transphobes and like, like, okay, then actually define me and what I actually, um, and explain, explain what's happening here. It's like, what if I didn't? What are you going to do about it? What if, what if that's false? <laughs> <laughs> my, my lesbianism is actually a, a series of true or false statements. Oh, wait, literally. Coded into a computer. Um, it's so funny. Like that idea of how I think is, or like people asking like, how are you trans? How are you a lesbian? Like explain your existence to me where it's like, I don't know. I feel like it. I'm not... And like the, you know, Evan is not removing resources from lesbian spaces by using a term that has been used by trans mask people for 50 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just this, this false, I feel like just in transphobia in general, there's a false alarm that, you know, trans people are disintegrating the nuclear family and they're, yeah, good. And therefore destroying, like, it's all a threat to like the imperialist nature of the, the U S or whatever. Right. So it's like, yes, we are in fact destroying the nuclear family unit. And I was actually thinking about this a lot the other day because I was thinking about how absurd it is that there's a lot of cis queer people who like align themselves with alt-right groups mm-hmm. it, because of their transphobia. And I'm like... Embarrassing. It, it's A, embarrassing, and B, it's like these people are going to turn on you the minute you say something that they don't like. When we are... If, if, if there was in some universe where we were gone, even though for every baby born there's a trans baby born whatever true um like say we're gone you're next yeah you know what i mean well like, and that's what i'm like saying the, the the poem from like nazi germany is just like i did nothing about playing can they and then they eventually came for me type thing mm-hmm. i feel like oh no i've been the whole like kind of topic of like trans genocide that's like kind of cropped up of like a realization of like kind of looking at the stages of genocide like oh it's kind of approaching <laughs> it's, a little, it's coming it's close. Getting close yeah it reminds me of um beaver vendetta um mm-hmm. and valerie's letter um like i don't know i've i'm a big beaver vendetta fan the book um and the book it's like the movie's great the book itself focuses a lot on like the effects of like cultural genocide mm-hmm. on like their society and like the absolute like like one of the characters is like a cop which he's like kind of your sympathy into that side of things i guess as a character and he literally goes to like this extermination camp that like existed and is just like i miss everybody like both like like immigrants queer people of like the color they brought into their into the life of like his um the country because now they're in a fascist dictatorship and he's like you guys brought so much color and life into mm-hmm. my world i'm so sorry like he's just like apologizing and like i think he's like tripping on acid um too like <laughs> he's like these colors do not compare to what you guys brought um. and he's just so apologetic if he's just like i was a fucking idiot that like fall for propaganda i don't know why i did it i just did it because i was told to and now i'm so so sorry and the trans people in cages are like cool cool can you let us out actually yeah I it's think if you could like unlock the door that would be awesome and it's just it's something like i i come back to like whenever it comes to like talking about like um like transness and i guess like this the 
the the nearing threat of worldwide totalitarian the rise of totalitarianism worldwide it just kind of reminds me of everybody loves like 1985 and it's like okay well read more um things be for vendetta it's just like like i feel like there's gonna be a kind of like epiphany i hope that's mm-hmm. similar that's just like regret i try my hardest every single time like when especially when my family gets into conversations about transness i try every single time to be like don't fall into those pitfalls because at the end of the day like it's hard not that my family is like super conservative but they are catholic like that is something that does impact the way that they view the world and not so much my parents but my grandparents for sure specifically my grandmother like i it's hard it's hard to have those conversations but i think it's really necessary to like call them out when they happen mm-hmm. um just because it is so easy like it it the way so and not that it's completely like the internet's fault and i don't want to give algorithms too much credit mm-hmm. Or say that it's purely algorithms. Because there are some people who are just like hateful, spiteful souls. um, That do genuinely hate the world and want to see it burn. Um, But, you know, the internet has made it so easy to to spread transphobic propaganda. Like, that was like the whole thing with like the New York Times. Like, there's that that Mm -hmm. letter that was being spread around by other trans journalists asking the New York Times to like be more um, impartial on this like trans debate and then the day (laughs) after they released an opinion piece an op-ed that was like um in defense of jk rowling or whatever yeah didn't even get me started nice response didn't even get me started she basically she basically she basically compared she compared i think yesterday there was like screenshots going around of an article that was being written about her from an interview where she compares people who are fighting for trans rights to the death eaters in Harry you mean Potter, the Nazis in your book, the <laughs> wizard so Nazis, even though she herself aligns with actual Nazis, that's so embarrassing. I like J.K. Rowling is so like. I used to love Harry Potter as a kid, and now it's like one of those things I look back on. Even if like she wasn't an awful person, it's just like these books kind of suck. Like they're kind of mid as fuck. They're kind of mid as fuck and kind of a little racist. I'm not gonna lie. And that, you know, like, the tragedy of, like, el- like queer people turning on trans people, like Alice Walker. Oh, yeah. Uh, published a piece in defense of J.K. Rowling, like, oh, defending geez. her right to be transphobic. We, like, it's so funny. The week before, we featured her on our Instagram for, like, queer figures. And then she posted that. And we're like, okay, archiving that post. Um, but it's, like, it's so tragic how so many people and so many intelligent people who were, like, like Alice Walker, who somehow miss that this oppression is aligned with anti-queerness, like, racism, and these, like, past atrocities that have happened. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, like, I remember there was that, that was that dating, was it a dating site? It was for... The conservative one? Not the conservative one, there was one, there was an app, I think, for women to meet each other. And in order to be on the app, you had to take a picture of yourself, mm-hmm. and it would like analyze your features. To... Oh, to determine if you yeah, were to tell if, the yeah. App. And I was like, "That's crazy to me because 
most of the t- Jesse Gender, who's a transgender YouTuber, video essayist, did a really good video on it on AI. Um, and she was talking about how like, you know, it gets kind of murky, like AI and transness, because AI will recognize only what's being put into its system. Yeah, and if, if it's if most the of it's encoding it, is yeah, transphobic or, or uses images of like a stereotypical Eurocentric woman. Right. Yeah, there's like an inherent bias, like to like AI, and it's even it goes into other pieces of technology, even with cameras, like cameras um the whole polaroid um i know way too much about this because i'm a cinematography person but like <laughs> the polaroid um girl a uh, film was developed for like light skin that's why like um going in and out like shooting for darker skin tones is has been difficult and they've had to change a lot of things just because it wasn't originally developed for it and it mm-hmm. looks like like even go back to regotypes like it they're all calibrated for like a eurocentric skin tone and it affects cameras and how cameras work today and it affects how we even process ai images because of like you're taking photos with a color basis that's meant for this and then you have these other you have like people that don't fit this color system that um like the camera is having issues even processing the image that then you don't really put those images into an AI program and it's like it's ridiculous it's like an ironic dehumanization where like this thing doesn't even recognize you as on the same level as these other humans it's like that everything goes back to fucking racism if we're being honest it really does because most AI that's being programmed is being programmed by white men white men who associate womanhood with whiteness Mm -hmm. with uh, certain standards with whiteness um, Even like the fact that like certain nose types are oh, seen yeah. as more inherently masculine or feminine. I feel like was it there was some women's group that got in trouble for like or turfs attacked them because they had like a more masculine looking nose in their logo. It was like a bunch of like side profiles mm-hmm. of women and ev- like a bunch of women like I think like a bunch of South Asian women are like that's just a nose from a different part of the world. It's not automatically a man like. Also chins too. Like that's yeah. another huge thing is like jaw jawline and like chins. Like if you have a more square jawline, you're clocked immediately as someone who's not a woman. But then when you're a cis woman with that type of yeah, style, when you're, you're like exactly desirable, or like even even women that are like muscular. There's a oh in, yeah. There's I've seen a few Instagram reels of this one woman who does lifting and she's constantly called a man in her comments. Even though she's a cis woman and she says it in her video, she's like, I'm a cis woman. I just do a lot of like lifting. Like my body type is because I do a lot of lifting. It's not because, you know, I'm a man. Um, In The Last of Us 2, when it was revealed there was going to be a trans character, everybody thought it was Abby because she was muscly. And it is not, in fact, she is not. She's just a muscly woman. Like, guys. Based off a real person who looks like that. Like, and even with you mentioning, like, different body types, like trans sports bands or whatever, right? Like, the fact that shitty, even, like, shitty hormone requirements for, ath- for that are meant to target trans athletes end up um, excluding typically, like, black women who happen to have more testosterone. 
and therefore there's also compete. like there's also certain illnesses like PCOS like I have a roommate who has which is PCOS. like so common it's, so many it's really common that. but it causes more testosterone uh-huh. it's more testosterone in your body and so like I always think it's interesting because they say oh well you don't one there's just a lot of scientific misinformation out there but also like the fact that like there is certain, there is going to be people who are cis that have more of one hormone than the other like even for men even for cis men there are more there are some men who prefer who uh, produce more more estrogen than testosterone. Mm-hmm. Like, I always think it's wild that, like, people can't, or transphobes can't conceive of that concept. Or, mm-hmm. like, they can't conceive beyond, like, what they've, like, been told in outdated science books. And, like, even with the whole, like, even with, they always say, like, oh, they're going to know, like, archaeologists in the future are going to know. When they dig up your bones. What you were, really, when they dig up your bones. And even archaeologists are like, no, we don't. We can... yeah. if I'm dug up in 500 years, that's kind of sick. You think I'm important? Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's I sick. don't care. Like, oh, my child birthing hips. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh, no. When I'm deceased and will no longer care, I'm sure it's going to have a real big impact on me. It's really interesting, I guess, like, when it comes to, like, the medicalization, like, the medical restrictions of stuff. Because, mm-hmm. um, I think I talked about this when we first met. Um, my, one of my friends was telling me about, like, a mutual friend of, like, like a friend of hers that, like, um, is intersex, but identifies, like, as, just as a woman. It doesn't identify as trans in any way. Um, but it's, like, getting meta, was it, required about medical care because if she's having some, issue um and she wasn't able to get it because they just kept reading her as a trans man and refusing service um and she's like no i just have this like um intersex condition yeah this intersex condition like this is what's happening help me out and was dealing with it and still dealing with it to this day um and like i think when my friend went like was telling me about it was just kind of like the a lot of the transphobia is rolling back just healthcare access to like it's like the same like it's just a story just rolling back using trans people as a scapegoat to roll back healthcare access across the board mm-hmm. because like when you have like oh like if you guys can if like trans people can get like hormone therapy and get like top surgery or like like get a mastectomy um have kind of a freedom of like bodily autonomy then like oh what about women and abortions oh yeah that's that's scary interesting how this is all mostly following the repeal of roe v wade and the gutting of bodily autonomy in the united states we love america i usa usa yeah, and I think with like inter- inter- intersectionality of intersex and trans issues, a lot of anti-trans bills that are related to um, like medical care are explicitly, uh, like medical care for minors, um, explicitly exclude intersex kids because non-consensual um, like forced intersex surgery on like genitalia or like forced HRT on these kids is like a very accepted form of medical care where like, you know, Interact and the Intersex Justice Project have been like, 
advocating against, like, against giving doctors the ability to perform these surgeries without, like, the child or the parent's consent. Like, those things are still allowed in bills that are revoking trans kids' consent and ability to get um, life-saving, gender-affirming care. Like, they hate consent. They really do. It's their least favorite thing. Um, Gosh, it's really interesting, like, like the intersex intercommunity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, I'm in a game de- design class, and one of the people in my game design class was made a game about, like, interacting with, like, different medical systems and, like, social systems as, like, an intersex person. And, like, they, like, didn't, I, they, they didn't have the favorable opinion of interacting. I was, like, kind of curious to hear more of why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, fascinating just how, like, it's, I don't know, I feel like intersex issues are kind of, like, seen as, like, a, oh, like, it's only, like, a couple people two percent of people or something it's like two like percent of people and that's a lot of people if you do the math well also it's two percent that we know of now because there's know. a lot of intersex conditions like a lot of people don't know that they're intersex until like they're like cut open and they find out that they have like yeah or like they do a genetic test and yeah like, you actually have like a bunch of exes it's not just two of them um yeah and it's really i guess fascinating like how like Intersex and trans, like, intersex is just a lot of, like, just common knowledge, not a lot of it across the board. And then, like, you have, like, these bills that are, like, explicitly, like, excluding, like, intersex people, intersex minors from, like, this regulatory stuff. But on the same hand, you have, like, medical professionals that do fundamentally not know the difference between trans people and intersex people. Like, what were you doing for those eight years you were in school? Did you not look at did you not look it up once? <sighs> like I mean there is a huge problem in the healthcare industry in general with lack of like empathy for a lot of their patients. Like there's definitely that there's definitely been that conversation around like doctors not understanding um not understanding anything beyond what they've been taught in medical school. Uh-huh. And like it's why I'm always iffy when, like, STEM students complain about having to take humanities classes. And I'm like, you're taking them because... You were going to be working you, with people. Yeah, you're going to be working with people, and you should definitely take an ethics class at the very least. Every... There's, like, day. a fundamental lack of, like, ethics class across... Like, I was talking about, like, a grad, like a CS grad student. And, like, they just don't have ethics class. And he's just like, this is ridiculous. Like... <laughs> Like, you, we're producing war criminals. Literally, like, I can't wait to work for Raytheon. (laughs) I I took a healthcare ethics class with the Disability Studies Department last year with the, it was awesome. She was um, visiting from Emory University. It's like this incredible activist, Rosemary Garland Garland Thompson. Um, And it was all about, like, she is disabled herself. So it's like healthcare ethics from the perspective of a a patient. and, like, every doctor should have to take that class. Every doctor should have to take, like, a queer and trans sensitivity course of, like, the basic slideshow of what does trans mean and what does intersex mean with the little genderbred man. Like, come on. Like, we need something. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. I am very lucky, though, because I am disabled, so I have a lot of, like, interactions with the medical system that I've had, like, 
mostly positive interactions. Like the um, hospital I'm a part of allows like preferred names and um, like it's so funny. Like sur- I've had surgery quite a few times. And it's like that surgeon knows me better than I know myself. And he calls me Chris. So take that transphobes. Um, but yeah. Do we want to cover one more thing before we wrap up? It's been an hour. Let's do how we're gender fucking and we love it. Let's end on a positive note. Yeah. Because transness is all not doom and gloom, you know? There things, I love being, oh yeah, disclaimer, I love being do. transgender. I love being transgender. It's my favorite thing. I literally thing. wouldn't choose to be anything else. Yeah, the old, the age old question of, oh, the, the transmed 16 year old attitude of like, I'm, transness is not a choice. Why Pulling would I choose this? Yeah, yeah, it's like that martyrdom. Oh. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing it because I have to. And it's like, I'm doing it because it's fun. It's thanks. fun and I look hot. <laughs> like, trans people are automatically more hot just because, like, we like ourselves more now. So we dress better and, like, care about too. I also do myself. feel like that since, like, I've come out as, like, non-binary and trans, like, my self-confidence has definitely boosted oh, yeah. more. Yeah. Like before that, like my self confidence is like at like a low. I like really. And now look at your myself. fit. Look yeah, at this little fox. This little fox hand yeah. sanitizer. It has oh, a tail. Yeah. It does have a tail. Oh, it has a little tail. So cute. That fox is transgender. For anyone wondering. Trans. Um, trans fox. Trans fox. Um, transgender. But yeah, my yeah. my self confidence like shot up. Because there are so many things that I can... Not that you have to, like, necessarily be trans to experience, like, different clothing. Uh-huh. But it definitely helps. It's extra good. Yeah, I think, like, when... I think, like, what really got me is, like, I got top surgeries. Like, that's really... I just... I'm so sick and tired of binding, man. Like, <laughs> um, It's convenient. It's so point. convenient. Do I miss my boobs? Yeah, I do. Did I make a whole zine about why I miss my boobs? Yes, I did. Um, it'll be printed soon. I swear. I oh yeah, swear. we gotta we gotta share your your piss boy titty zine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's called that. tits. So you. Oh, that's right. There we go. Yeah, it's called tits. Um, hopefully I'll be printing in next month. Nice. So yeah, yeah. trust. Um, I. That's pretty gender fucking. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I did like a pre-top surgery photo shoot just because I knew I'd miss them, and I do. Mm-hmm. Like every so often, I'm like, "Oh my god, where are they?" Um, but like I'm not gonna lie, I think like my self confidence definitely boosted up, and it's even to the point like, like before I came to UCLA, I was like just some guy. Like I wasn't a popular student at all. I was just kind of like chilling. I was like happy, but like not very popular at all. Now like at UCLA, like my friends are like, "Oh, you're popular," and I'm like, "Not really, no." But I think it's just I become much more like open and like wanting to like like I dress like fun Uh I have like fits that are like that go hard yeah and it's just because like I now feel a little more comfortable dressing the way because I like how my it it, like it fits on my body or whatever and I don't know it's great I don't know I I think like like i like the whole debate of like oh it's just transgenderism like oh i i didn't choose this i i i just ended up i just like it's some freak accident like your bruce banner or whatever the fuck <laughs> um i absorbed too much gamma when i was <laughs> five and now i'm a man <laughs> now i'm a man um but i think like i don't know i 
used to do a lot of volunteering in trans spaces in high school. Um, now I work at the LGBT center, but I'm still coming from like a really trans basis. And even like T-Voice Wag, it's like four trans people. Like, I just trans people, they're more interesting. They, they're funnier. They, they- Hotter again. Hotter, hotter, hotter again. again. Um, like they're more interesting. Like it's just the, it, the list keeps going on and on. They have more nuanced takes on yeah. the world. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't like a like. I wouldn't want to go without trans people at all. I feel like I'd be weird if I was cis. Oh, I'd be so goddamn yeah, be weird. weird. And if I was a cis woman, it would be even worse. Jesus. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Nightmare. Um. But yeah, I I like that. I I like. It's. Trans, I feel like right now trans pride is all invisibility for those who have the privilege to show it is like so important because the scariest thing to a conservative is a trans person who loves themselves and wants to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like part of the part, part of anti-trans legislation is their knowledge that without these resources, like trans kids will die, will become depressed and potentially like end their lives and being the role model that shows those kids like this is not the end i feel like is is such like a life-affirming force also too like it sucks because like none of that will ever push down the actual feelings Mm -hmm. that these kids have about being trans like for me personally like i could never push out you know those thoughts of like what if i wasn't a woman Uh uh-huh like, for me, like, that was kind of, like, the pushing off point um, for me being non-binary. I was kind of like, what if I just wasn't one? And, like, I could have tried to, like, suppress that. And I could have, I really could have. But it's like, why even, why even put myself through that when I could just, you know, accept it for what it is? Mm-hmm. And also, like, be happier about it. And it sucks because, like, there's not... I also think too that there's not a lot of queer media that shows trans people being happy. I and think not there's being murdered. yeah, not yeah. being murdered. I feel like there's a lot of media that still shows trans people as being like these martyrs for the community, and like, or even like worse, it's movies that you know show really graphic scenes. There was this one. Tr- there's this. Oh, what is it called? Ah, oh, it had Emma Stone in it. I think. Where she played a trans. Oh, God. The trans man. Uh-huh. And, like, that movie was just so depressing. It was just super, like, why? Uh, I I think we need, I think, as a whole, we need to definitely work on, like, creating more positive trans content that doesn't revolve around trans people dying. When Men Were Men by Aiden Dick and Izzy Rojas. <laughs> such a good, I don't know if it's streaming yet, but it should. It's such a good... Uh, look at the trans masculine experience. That's some good content. Sort of. On HBO Max. Being trans can be like really trippy in and of itself. Like that's not a bad thing. I mean that in like the best way possible. Like being trans is definitely a trip. Transness is fucky wucky slash pause. Yeah, slash pause. Fucky wucky in a good way. Let trans people make movies and stuff and then they'll be better, I promise. If anybody, oh yeah, somebody hire Evan yeah, to be hire, a cinematographer hire. slash screenwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I do TV writing. 
Yeah, you're like, oh yeah. You, you know what? Ashley Parker forgot. Forget what I said. Forget what I said <laughs> earlier. This is this is how you not end up in in the pit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all. I, I shouldn't say that. that. That's like two like Silence of the Lambs. Like, oh no! <laughs> the pit. Oh no! Not the pit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I like that as like a little ending that like making like make more trans like we create art we're an outright you do your art and your filmmaking and your your show because like transness is something that yeah. inherently should be protected and like um and, i like yeah. if you go on like the t-boy swag um youtube at the moment like the past season is just a bunch of trans artist interviews and they're all like local artists that are like having stuff being put out um semi like soon or already put out um and you should go check it out yes yes i'll definitely put a link to that in the description um trans art is beautiful trans artists are beautiful you could get rid of all of us in an instant and tomorrow another trans kid would be born no because what do they think is gonna happen like, no like, like <laughs> we erase genetically erase like what there's no i don't think there's a trans there, there there's there's like, not a trans gene that makes people trans, I think. Like, I think, not that science is, like, complete bullshit, but I do kind of think that's also kind of complete bullshit. Like, why do we need to have a trans gene to justify transness? Why can it not just be a thing mm-hmm. in, and of, in and of itself? Because I feel like people are a lot more complicated than the genes in their bodies. There's like four letters in our genes repeated over and over. Like, well, you know, it's we're a little more complicated than four letters. I feel like it might fall into like a Fallout scenario where, like, in the first Fallout game, like, like the mutants are like, we're we're like we're built to live out in this woods, and they're gonna find like the trans gene and the gay gene, and they're gonna like get rid of. Them. We're like, we did it. We, we made did it. it. We made it. And then like they'll find out later that just makes them infertile and they can't like reproduce. <laughs> and it's just we like, and now the human race is doomed. The human race is doomed. Awkward. Um, awkward moment. Um, that awkward moment when you try to eradicate transness and now you can't have any more babies. <laughs> Oopsies. God um. smiting your ass. <laughs> but yeah, any Ooh. any last thoughts? Any last words for the transgenders out there? <laughs> the transgenders of the transgenderism community. The transgenderism conglomerate. The trans um, as our, as your representatives. Can we make merch that says transgender community? We should. Transgenderism I think that's conglomerate. So the we can make like a cringy corporate logo. Oh, I'm into that. Oh, I want a hat. Like I want to like one of those like. Oh yeah. One of those dick bag like investors. Caps. Trust. Get a tech vest with a oh, logo on it. The quarters it. Oh my god. <laughs> Designing it. St- that designing it sad it will happen um will that'll happen. be the first speak out merch is the trans yeah. conglomerate out there <laughs> um but yeah um i don't have any thoughts um no I, thoughts I love you trans me. people we love you you're literally the only bitches i can stand yes please please stay alive so that we can have friends yeah so we can have friends because i'm I stuck with these trans. Cis- I, I need more trans friends I'm come to lie. ucla even if you don't go here just hang out come find us yeah we're we'll graduating in like six months. Oh, shit, yeah. We're okay, in the next six months, come find us. And then after that, uh, there are more trans people I'm sure you can find. Um, next quarter, I want to hold, like, a T-Boy swag social. I was supposed to hold it this Ooh. quarter, and then I, like, had no time. So. Yes. Bunch of trans people in a room. 
Trans Hanging people out. in a room. Pissing. Pissing everywhere. <laughs> Man cosplay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, uh, wait, what's your Instagram and stuff? So I can shout you out. Um, yeah. Um, my personal is, oh, Jesus Christ, I got letters. It's like Evie Barra with like double B's and double R's. And then like T-Boy Swag is like T B underscore y dot swag mm-hmm. i think i'll put it on the screen so yeah 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 it. yeah yeah just, you should do like the, the like as i'm saying it one letter goes up <laughs> yeah um, yeah Got that's those are our links we have a link tree in the t-boy swag gene in a in our bio um with a we have a playlist we have like um the the youtube videos yeah you can follow outright on twitter facebook instagram and tiktok at outright news mag you can read our bi-weekly articles on outrightnewsmag.org that's right spelled w-r-i-t-e follow evan at the very confusing handles that he just said and uh i have been christopher i've been judah i've been piss boy thanks for pissing We'll see you next week uh, for an interview with Grocer. Yes. Our punk band. Very excited for that. Um, Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.